Hi there, I'm Kelly Martin, and this is a special bite-sized episode of Making It Work, the podcast where inspirational entrepreneurs share their unique experience, advice, and insights, brought to you by FedEx. This isn't a new episode. Instead, it's some of the best bits from season two, episode seven. This time around, we're expanding our horizons and going global. That's right, we're talking about what it takes to market and sell your products overseas. Asking the questions is Tom Scallon. Expanding to new markets has its rewards, but it requires strategy and due diligence. That's unless you're Paul Pallas. Paul is CEO of Swissco, a hardware supplier based out of Philadelphia. Because some of the stuff he sells is really difficult to come by abroad, the demand's always been there. After a little bit of practice and a few mistakes, Swissco now ships to almost every country in the world. In the beginning, when we started selling internationally, it wasn't on purpose. Anybody in the world can reach our website. And we started receiving requests from around the world to order from us, but our shopping cart didn't have the ability to ship internationally. So for example, we had a customer from Japan that wanted uh, to order from us, but our website didn't have any other countries other than Canada and the United States in the checkout form. I don't mind taking international orders and getting good at handling how to deal with customs, how to deal with the um, returns and how to deal with damaged shipments and lost shipments. And we're getting good at that. Ibun is the founder of Live Breathe Football, also based out of Philadelphia. When he decided to start selling his soccer apparel outside the US, the UK seemed an obvious option. After all, they, we, speak the same language and are soccer fanatics. The sales would surely come flooding in. Well, turns out it wasn't that easy. Right, like Europe is, is a massive market for football. And we thought at the time, okay, this is, you know, England's the home of football. To have a warehouse in England would be great. Just kind of operate out there would be great. We'd really underestimated the the challenge ahead of rebuilding really a successful business in a different part of the world. Because then, you know, I'm not in the UK on a day to day basis. We don't really have anyone doing marketing in the UK. So it's like there's a lot of resources that we needed to commit to making it successful that we just didn't anticipate when we went into it. It was very it was very naive, and we did we just kind of like thought, okay, we have a brand that's established and if we just expand to the UK, you know, it's going to be great. Before Tom's next question, here's an offer exclusive to Making It Work listeners. Open a free FedEx account today and you can get up to 40% off shipping services, including residential and delivery surcharges. Just visit fedex.com slash making it work offer or click the link in the episode description and start saving on shipping with FedEx. Back to the show. O Canada is the Canadian national anthem. It's also what US entrepreneurs say when they want to enter a new market and realize there's a huge one just north of the border. As in, oh, Canada, of course. This is part of the reason why Canada was the first port of call for Casey Kelly, co-founder of Blended Designs, a Florida-based outfit that makes and sells backpacks and other items that feature children of color. And I think there's there's like a blend with Canada and the United States. We do direct to consumer everywhere. The only place that we have a local supplier is Canada. And I don't know if it's just because it's North America. There's so much, there's so many people that have relatives and family members that live in like Toronto and Montreal. It's it's almost like it's the same country. Having a unique product can bring a strong demand. And with that comes a temptation to rush into new markets before the enthusiasm subsides. And products don't come much more unique than those before the enthusiasm subsides. 
and products don't come much more unique than those sold by Mansi Gangan. Her Massachusetts-based business, Nested Bean, makes weighted swaddles to help babies and their parents get to sleep. Like Casey, she decided to start with Canada. But it wasn't easy and it took some time to reach profitability. So we have a website in Canada, we have digital marketing means in Canada, which are to a good degree replica of the United States footprint. Going into Canada came with its own challenges. Although the language, like you said, you know, is the same, it has its logistics challenges, which are far different than the United States because the country is just populated differently. Thinly populated population concentration in certain pockets makes logistics very difficult. And we really had to figure out that problem, not that we tried to solve the logistics problems of Canada, but making our sales strategy work for Canada, a profitability work for Canada. That did not happen overnight. And how are your French fancy? <laughs> you know, I, I, there are people who, who have their French far better than me, so I'm lucky to know them, but uh, my French is <laughs> French is not so Thanks good. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe. We read every rating and review, and we'd love to hear yours. And to find out more about the remarkable entrepreneurs featured in this podcast, or if you want to listen to the entire episode, head to fedex.com slash making it work. See y'all in the next one.